Welcome to Unsung Stories, where we'll be chatting to unacclaimed mamas in the Christian world who love Jesus, are faithfully seeking to know and love God more, and pointing their families to Him. I'm your host, Laura Smith, and I hope that you will find solidarity with a regular mum living out the gospel in regular ways and be encouraged in your own unsung story. Thanks for joining us. Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of Unsung Stories. Today we're joined by Taylor. Taylor is a mama to Harvey and so beautifully shares how her relationship with God is going through motherhood. She shares the grief and the pain in her journey of becoming a mum and how experiencing miscarriage and how that solidified her faith in Jesus. But enough from me. How about we jump in and hear more of her story? Hi, Taylor, and welcome to Unsung Stories. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi, Laura. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Just so that our listeners can get to know you a little more, could you tell us a bit about you and what your family life looks like? Yeah, sure. So my family is myself, my husband, Jordan, and our little 16-month-old boy, Harvey. And yeah, I work two days a week in a childcare centre on the coast. Um, We go to EV Church and yeah, that's pretty much our life. Awesome. How old's your little boy? Uh, 16 months. Oh, what a nice age. Yeah. So motherhood's a bit of a juggling act. Could you share how you prioritise your relationship with God during this season? Yeah, so it's definitely a juggling act. I (laughs) think that I just try to do really little things throughout the day just to try to keep my mind focused around God. So Mm. it'll be just simple things like continuously praying is a really big one for me. I'm a really big believer in constant prayer. So I'll just constantly be praying in my mind, basically on and off all day. I find that's really helpful. I also find it really helpful to have little things that remind me of God around the house or on me or with me. So sometimes if I'm feeling a bit distant from God, I'll wear a little necklace that reminds me of God. Just having that there when I like fiddle with it during the day when I'm at work or when I'm at home, it just reminds me that God is with me and yeah, it just reminds me to pray and prioritize him through my day. Mm, That's a really good idea. So how do you feel like your relationship with God has changed since you became a mum? So kind of what was it like before you had Harvey and what's it like now? My faith has always been a bit of a roller coaster ride. I'm from a non-Christian family, so I never really had that kind of constant God talk throughout my childhood and throughout my life. So it's kind of always been on me to kind of make that a priority and make it happen in my life. Before Harvey, it was probably a little bit more superficial just because becoming a mum, and this may sound cliche, but becoming a mum has really opened my eyes to how much sin there is in my heart Mm. and in my life and how much I really need Jesus in my life. And I know that's probably an answer that you get all the time, but it's so true and it's not until I had Harvey that I was like, wow, this is really true. It really like highlights everything. Yeah, that is why we need Jesus. Hmm. I 
don't think it's a cliche. I totally agree with you. You mentioned that you don't come from a Christian family. How have you found that as a mum? So I do come from a Christian family and I feel like there's just been so much, I guess, habits and things that we do just because that's what my family did, even the little Christian songs that we sing. How has that been for you? Yeah, it's been a bit of a difficulty. I think just mainly because in my Christian walk, like I never really got even just like the childhood stories of like Daniel Mm. and the lions and David and Goliath and all of that kind of thing. And it wasn't until I was an adult and even until I had Harvey and started hearing some of the stories that he would get read to or reading a children's Bible that I was like, oh, did that happen in the Bible? I have never heard that before. Um, Things like that and Christian children singers, I no no idea, had never really like heard of Colin Buchanan before. I had, yeah, never really had all that thing. And in saying all that, I had the most beautiful childhood with the most beautiful parents ever. But yeah, just all these things of like, I have to decide, do we pray around the table? Do we, and Harvey's still so little, so we don't really do Mm. much of those things together as a family yet, but just kind of like not even really having a routine of, or Mm. even knowing like what age is appropriate to start putting that into his life kind of thing. So yeah, it's been, been a bit of a struggle. My husband comes from a Christian family, so it's been good to have that. His, like his knowledge there. I, think, I was just thinking, I mean, there's so much that I w- would go, you know, it's just not second nature to start humming Jesus loves me, that sort of thing. It's so intentional what you have to do. You can just really teach them what it means to be a Jesus follower. It's not this is how we live as Christians. It's, you know, I don't know. Yeah, just- yeah, definitely. Yeah, you have yeah. to kind of think about it in every step that you do because it doesn't come naturally. Yes, but at the same time, it does come naturally because we are just teaching our kids to follow Jesus. And so there's not this, this is what a Christian family looks like. It's just, this is how I follow Jesus, follow him with me. That is so true. Mm. So since you have become a mum, what have you found the most helpful way to read your Bible? Do you read it through in a year or do a study method or just pick it up and flick to a page and read it? Yeah, so my church has daily reading notes that we kind of go through a whole chapter of a book of the Bible each term and they Mm. have little daily reading notes and I find that's really helpful for me because I learn really well when I write things out. They only take like two to five minutes to kind of fill out the daily thing, which is perfect because Harvey rarely sleeps and is on the go (laughs) 24-7. So. That's something that takes 90 seconds to fill out is pretty much all the time that I get to really sit down. (laughs) Mm. Um, So, yeah, that helps a lot. And I also really like just kind of reading through. Like sometimes I'm too tired to really study exactly what the words mean and what it's saying to me and all that kind of thing. And sometimes I just pick it up and just read or I read a book that is Christian, that has Christian values entangled in it. So I'm kind of more... It just kind of feels like I'm reading a book um, Mm. more than studying it. And I just feel like if I can do nothing else except just read it and then go to sleep, (laughs) then that is okay for that time. (laughs) Mm, That's awesome. Uh, What's been a struggle in you spending time with God? 
Um, um, the main struggle has probably been time and energy. Um, mm. As you probably know, it's um, pretty chaotic to have little ones running around. Mm. And when you finally get that chance where you've got them to sleep or it's nighttime, you know, just trying to prioritise, like, do you spend time with yourself or with your husband or cleaning or, you know, that that has been a really hard thing for me to balance what needs to go on top of the other, which sounds like a silly thing because it should always be God, but it's very mm. hard to put that into practice. <laughs> yeah. So what's something that's really grown you as a Christian in motherhood? Yeah, so I think the journey to becoming a mother was pretty much the defining moment in my life um, mm. for my Christian journey. Um, before we had Harvey, we had quite a traumatic miscarriage. Um, you know, we've we've healed quite a bit from it now, so it's mm. fine fine to talk about it. But yeah, it was quite a quite a defining moment for me because because I didn't have children prior to the miscarriage. Not that that really makes it better or worse, but it meant for me that I was also on the outer of this club that I so desperately wanted to be a part of. And it just seemed like especially in Christian circles that motherhood was just the unattainable thing that I needed to become. You know, Mm. you find you know, a nice Christian man and you get married and you do everything right and then you have a baby and Mm. that just seemed to be something that wasn't happening for us. It took a really long time to fall pregnant and then we found out that the baby had passed at around the 12-week scan. Oh, Taylor. Yeah, it was a pretty pretty rough time Mm. and, yeah, my heart goes out to anybody who has to, go through that yeah you're saying so that's a really definitive moment in what way did that I guess define you or grow you yeah so I found that because it was such an all-consuming thing to become a mother well for me personally it was so such a consuming thing and I felt like it was almost written on my heart that I was going to be a mum, I work with children, it's just going to be something that happens for me and Mm. all of a sudden I was face-to-face with something that I just couldn't control. Um, I'd never really had to put my trust in God in something that was so important to me. Pretty much straight after that, a few weeks after, I went to a women's social event that my church was running and mm. they had a huge panel of women um, up the front and they were all talking about all things to do with being a mum and motherhood mm. and all that kind of thing. And I remember leaving. I actually left early and pretty much cried myself the whole way home. I remember thinking in that moment, this is, this is what I need to decide, whether I can withstand this kind of thing within a church setting Mm. So I can either walk away from God now or I can, you know, really, really hold on. Taylor, that's horrible. Yeah, so that was pretty much the defining moment for me. And then I think that night was also the defining moment that really cemented prayer for me as well because I Mm. remember I went home and I just thought to myself, 
you know what, I am just going to physically get on my knees in front of my God and just pray but not in a way that had words because I just did not have any words anymore. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to feel, didn't know anything. And so in hindsight, the verse Romans 8, 26 comes to me and it Mm. says, in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And Mm. that was just me. I was literally on my knees crying Mm. and I just remember thinking like, if this is not your will, God, then take it from my heart because I can't, yeah, I just can't if this is on my heart to become a mum. Mm. I just can't do it. Thank you for sharing with us. How how have you gone since you've become a mum? And it's a, it's a really tricky and hard and sin-showing experience. Has this uh, expectation that you had of motherhood and this deep desire and longing for motherhood, how has it married up with the reality of it? Yeah, it's been it's been super different. <laughs> you um you long for it and you go through so much trauma to get it, and then it's here and it's beautiful and it's magical and you love this little person with all your heart, but then. It really, like I said before, just magnifies the sin that's in your heart, that's in the world. And, yeah, it can be pretty, it was pretty confronting for me Mm. and I guess I'm still in the thick of it. So, yeah, it took a little while for me to wrap my head around that I can feel a lot of things about it in the one hit and that's okay because I have God and God will cover me in all of those Mm. feelings. And Mm. as I had so desperately prayed to him before, I can pray to him when I'm desperate now Mm. or when I'm Mm. just in the mundane. I felt really similar. So I just had this immense fear that I wouldn't become a mum and this huge longing. And I just remember probably for the first, probably for the first few years actually, I just realized how much I actually idolize things. It actually was the the first time that I thought actually it's it's probably good that God doesn't give me everything that I ask for. Not saying that he shouldn't have given me my children, but <laughs> that I can actually trust him with with the decisions and so he's obviously giving me my children has been good for me. Yeah. Um, but I just realized how much I had actually idolized being a mum and children. Yeah, when your idolization doesn't meet what you think it'll be, yeah. Uh, how would you encourage the mum who loves Jesus but's just feeling a bit distant to him in this season? I would just encourage prayer. Prayer's been just a huge thing for me. It makes me feel like I have a really personable God who actually mm. loves me and cares for me and wants to know all the things that I want and all the things that, you know, like whether it's in his will for you or not, still still pray about it and, mm. you know, your desires might be something that may not happen for you. And I found the only way to 
even try to make peace with that was to have God in my corner. And I felt to do that was to pray. So I would just encourage the mum that if you're feeling distant, it doesn't even have to be something massive that's happened in your life. Just, you know, in the mundane, every day, like I know that I get busy and I sometimes forget to do the things that I need to do to stay close to God. But just to take one second out of even just like walking to the bathroom and just sit on the toilet and just go, hey, God, like... I know you're still there, like I'm still here as well kind of thing. Taylor, thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us today. Would you mind wrapping up today's show by praying for the mum who's listening? Dear Lord, I just pray for all the mums out there who are listening, Lord. I pray that you will just hold them close through whatever that they may be going through. Lord, I pray for all of those who have experienced the want-to-be mothers um, for the first time, for the second time, for the third, fourth, fifth, any time. Lord, I just pray that you are with them, Lord. I pray that you comfort them, you hold their hand, you hug them, you wipe their tears. Lord, I just pray that you will be there for them through loss, through grief, through infertility, through all of those big, big issues that are so prevalent in our society for women. Lord, I just pray for all the mums in the everyday mundane. Lord, I pray that you will be with them, Lord, and I pray that they turn to you in everything they do, from the big things to the traumatic things to the small washing dishes things. Lord, I pray that they just take time to just be with you, to be in your presence, Lord, to read your word and to just know that you are there for them and you have them in your hands. In your name. Amen. Amen.